welcome to another episode of Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, the 90s, and sometimes the early 2000s. That's right. We are here with you today for a show, Amazing Stories, and the episode is Without Diana. Who's talking right now? This is Miss Kiri, or Eerie Kiri. What's up? Uh, this is Mr. Johnny Junk on the scene. Uh, across from Johnny Junk is the trash man, Tommy Trash. And last but certainly not least is the big sniff. Awooga. Awooga. All right. Well, it's uh, good to see all you guys. Uh, it's been a, a very nice um, week today. Actually, the day we're recording is uh, Easter Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy well, Easter, though. Happy Easter to you. What? Um, I know Easter is supposed to be... Or Passover for our, you know, Jewish friends. Who? He, ju- he just motioned Jewish? it. Sniffering oh. over here. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you make a Seder plate for? I did not. <laughs> I'm half Jewish, but I'm not ashamed of my Jewish ancestry. You should not be. Right. No, and I'm not. It. Despite the fact that you try to make me ashamed of it, I and, do not at all. And, and Tom, in particular, says Jew boy, Jew boy. <laughs> I throws rocks at me. I've seen it. So, but <laughs> I throw rocks at you. <laughs> yeah. I'm kicking rocks. But I'm you know, still you don't have to okay. tell stories. He's vicious enough to you. You can just That's tell the true. truth. I could. <laughs> I could. Um, what's, I know, I mean, I went to uh, school or uh, Sunday school and stuff, and we learned a fair amount about Easter, but I believe it was actually like a pagan holiday that Christians kind of, a lot, a lot of holiday. Christian they holidays. They do that, yo. Yeah. <laughs> were, and, and that's like what the, the whole rabbit thing comes from. I know Easter is like, you know, uh, the third day uh, when, when uh, Jesus Christ uh, arose, aroused from uh, the erection of Christ. The erection of Christ. But I believe, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar, but I believe it's, they tied it in with a pagan thing to try and convert the pagans over to um, yeah, Christianity. Just like they did That's with Christmas, Christmas and yeah. everything else. Yeah. Yeah, they, Halloween's also originally a yeah. pagan holiday. Harvest yep. Festival. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, uh, I think the Christians, they were like, hey, how do we get everybody on our side? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, we'll just uh, take the things that they love about holidays and we'll, uh, uh, you know, mix them into our thing. That's I right. think it sounds like being a pagan was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. You got the orgies what's, and human sacrifice. The, yeah, I, mean, I don't like the human sacrifice. That's not nice. I'm on the fence on the that, human sacrifice. <laughs> let's let's I, not do that part. I feel like you wear the uh, what were the little things that you'd probably know because you're a female. What the girls would wear? They make daisy chain little things on their heads. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like a, like a little like crown of daisies. Yeah. Or something? Okay. You got they always wear those, right? <laughs> I mean, why not? It's a it's a fetching look. It's a pagan look. Yeah. It so is. what? For, forgive me because I don't know too much about it, but paganism, they believe, or they're sort of like a based on like spirits and seasons kind of thing. Well, or, I don't think paganism's any one thing. I think it's just whatever like region, local, regional from? beliefs oh. they have. Yeah, I don't Europe. have enough like knowledge, honestly. Like when I was little, I went to Catholic school. So I went to mass two times a week from pre K four to Ugh, sixth grade. Dang. That's mass my background. Sucked. I hated going yeah, to church. Yeah, I thought church. I was going to be a nun in third grade. Like I legit thought I was going to. Oh my God. Wow. Next time we, we dress up for the podcast, you have to dress up as a nun. Do what I want. A naughty nun. You can do whatever you want. A naughty nun. Why? Because I'm a girl. I have to be naughty. Yes. All my costumes would be naughty. <laughs> yes. It's bullshit. Major. <laughs> well, then we have to make uh, Cooper dress up as a sexy uh, uh, a rabbi. <laughs> yeah, let's dress him up as a man in a boat. Okay. I've already was a man in a boat yesterday, yesterday last week, <laughs> and yesterday, every day. 
You were a fantastic man in the boat. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, so those of you who are not in this room, um, yeah, last week after our podcast record, uh, they went out on a big uh, boat ride up at the lagoon in Alameda, and they had a really good time. It was uh, it was very fun to watch from the, the dock. <laughs> Tom didn't get in the Why water. Why were you on the dock, was, Tom? I was not feeling very well. <laughs> Tom hates us and doesn't want to play with us. That's why. That's yeah. not true at all. That's, that's why. Um, but... Uh, yeah, no. So anyway, I'm super happy to be here. I was uh, really excited about today's record. I had not been sleeping very well because of my arm pain, and today was the, one of the first days where I woke up and I actually feel, felt very, very well. And all day I've been looking forward to this, so I am super excited. Very different episode from th- from everything we've ever done before, mm-hmm. and I'll let Kiri bring us into what we're, we're doing today. Sure, but before we get to the episode... Oh, yes. Why don't we uh, do a feature that we enjoy around here and do a little pick, pick of, of the week. week. Yeah, you know, uh, we started doing this feature uh, uh, about a year ago when uh, COVID started and uh, we like to uh, kind of check in and see the, what's been getting us through it, what we've been enjoying for the past week that we'd like to recommend to other people that we think is awesome and um, maybe not on their radar. So uh, if... Does anyone have anything off the bat that they, or they maybe they need a little time? I, I I have something. I don't know if I've done this before though, but um, I've been playing Stardew Valley. Okay. I love Stardew Valley. I I've been playing Stardew Valley for the last couple of weeks, and it oh, is. Can so, I visit your farm? Yes, of course. I I can. Uh, I will build you a cabin, and you can come yes, help me. I'll build one for you too. I just started season two. I'm working on. I think I have my first girlfriend lined up. Ooh, which one? Uh, Leah. She's she lives in the cabin. She's, she's the dawn. She is great. I started going after uh, that like hippie chick. I forget her name. That's Leah. She won the below like where you get all the, the livestock. No, 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 no. The different, different. Oh, God, I know you're talking about. It's like a hell? crystal chick. Yes. Anyway, she yeah. has like armpit hair and like, yeah. she's like super yeah. granola y and yeah, no. purple hair. Not Abigail. Anyway, <laughs> it's a really fun game. Um, <laughs> It's very cathetic, and, and, and I think it's, it's a lot of fun. I had heard about it for a long time. I also found out that it was built by one guy. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, I think he, he does the and it's, it's brilliant. Uh, I, like I said, I just started season two. I made it through winter. I actually kind of liked winter because I didn't have to like, deal with farming and shit. I was just fucking going out and fishing and going to the caves. Yeah. Um, but it's really, really fun, and... Um, it's something that you can play with your friends. They can come. You can have a cabin for them. You guys can all hang out together, but you can also do it by yourself. It's it's a, it's a blast. So I, I recommend it. It's been out for fucking four or five years, but Stardew Valley is my pick of the week. Very nice. Uh, you Who's need next? a little time? No, I'm, I'm, I already thought of it. All right, what <gasps> you got? And this is more like my pick of last year, but I never mentioned it on the podcast before. But anyway... I, uh, last year, was playing Doom Eternal a lot. Great game. Fucking the best game. And then I, and then I was like, eh, I'm going to try Doom uh, 2016, because I bought it when it came out, but I barely played it. Anyway, I played it a little bit, and I was like, this is cool. This is pretty sick. But I was like, but it basically makes me want to play Doom Eternal some more, because Doom Eternal is so much better. So then I went back to playing Doom Eternal, and it's, it's sick, and it's sweet, and it's cool. And I've been playing that, and that's my pick of the week. That's your what? Pick of the week. week. <laughs> That's the new one. 
Anyway, yeah. If you is haven't it, played it, Woody, crazy, it, go play it. Is that the one where you like are like the one that you showed me, Johnny, where you're like jumping up walls and and like kind of like parkouring and stuff like that? Sounds right. I have both of those games, so I don't know uh, which one you're, you're. I think it's the more recent one. No, Eternal. There's a lot more like climbing up walls and shit. I don't think you do that in the. The soundtrack release. is great. I remember Mick Gordon, fucking genius. The fo- unfortunately, they lost him due to some. He's not dead. I mean, but oh, jeez, I was like, no, he bailed on them. Some disagreement. Anyway. Oh, okay. Well, good for him and good for them. Yes, but if you haven't played Doom Eternal, even though it's again been out for like a year and a half now, check it out. What did you? What level did you beat it on? Hurt me plenty, which is like. The one above easy, but it's hey, really hard. Yeah. What about you, John? You played it, right? Yeah, I played it, and I also looked into the guy who uh, produced the music for it. There's actually some cool featurettes that are on uh, YouTube where he hired a whole choir of death oh, metal yeah. singers That's... to have them be like this evil death metal choir. Yeah. So he could like do vocals on top of this thing. So they're so creating cool. this weird demon language and having these weird like demonic vocals on top of it. And it's really cool. There's a yeah. there's an amazing live uh, video of him at a video game awards expo, Ugh. running around on stage with like just a drummer and a synth player, and then he's like shredding. It's awesome. That's sick. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, the music alone is worth checking out. It's a fun game. It's one of those games where it's like, uh, you spend five minutes just constantly shooting absolutely everything, and then you spend the next fifteen like, how do I get up there? Yeah, that's cool. There's puzzles too. Uh, who's go- who's going next? I sure can. Um, so recently, I enjoyed a book, um, Life After Life, by Kate Atkinson. And what I really enjoyed about it is it's this the main character has all these different lifetimes. Um, and each one, like, they're learning and like changing and then making different choices in the next lifetime. But you see this like evolution of like the same person, but through the choices in their life, like who they're able to become um, and just the different routes. And then it, got, got, it gets... At least for me, it got me thinking about like my life and the decisions that I make and those kind of those turning points, you know. Interesting. Um, it's yeah, a it was, fiction it was, book. I yeah, think it's it, fiction, yeah. thick as fuck. But I chewed it up in twenty four hours. It was whoa, delicious. oh yeah, you did tasty. Yeah. Well, and she's not aware of it either. So in each life, she just has these feelings, and then like so, like for example, one of the things is um, a maid, and in one of the lifetimes, she dies of the Spanish flu. So oh. she gets it from the maid. She has to stop the maid from going and contracting the Spanish flu. Wow. So. And one time, just to prevent it, she shoves her down the stairs. Oh, well, no. Then, obviously, she's labeled as, like, attempted murder. Like, that's bad. Like, psychological issues. But that was, like, her instinct was, I have to protect myself. But she didn't understand why. That's um, cool. What's the name of this book? Life After Life. life after Each life. life is, like, connected to the other life in some way? Not not, not connected. It's, oh. I mean, it's her life. And then she makes decisions oh. that she would make. Oh, she lives she her own life over yeah. and over again. Yeah, and she doesn't mm. know that she's living it again. So she doesn't remember lessons. Oh. She just has certain intuitive feelings that that's dangerous or I, I can't do that I, or I need to react this way. But as the reader, you're aware that yeah. she's doing Okay, cool. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. interesting. I'm check and that's your what? Pick of the week. <laughs> See, that's fresh. I don't know. I just don't know. It was weird, all right. (laughs) It was. All right, all right. So um, my pick of the week is going to be um, a software program. I was... uh, How exciting. I know, yeah. I was... You know, it's not a video game, but I enjoy it. That's um, right. That's Fun is what you make of it. I, I was uh, trying to do some designing on my computer for, like, uh, stickers and stuff like that, and uh, I was looking into trying to get Adobe Photoshop or Illustrator, because I know how to use Adobe Illustrator, but that shit is so expensive, it's ridiculous. I just torrented it. 
I did too, but the thing is, like, you have that, to unlock all the bullshit. You have to do a few things, and also it's an older version. And yeah. like, so what they do, Adobe, is it's like, no, you have to have subscribing, and you have to be logged in. Yep. That way, you can't like use a pirated copy to do certain things. But I found a way around that. I've been using this software program called Affinity Designer, and hey, it's bud. awesome. It's only fifty bucks. I highly recommend it. Is at, it? I'm sorry. Is it Affinity? Uh, AF? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's uh, super easy uh, to learn. I've uh, taught myself to use it uh, probably within this like a week and a half. Mm. Um, it's super easy, and uh, I can't say enough about it. So if you guys are uh, a creative type and want to, you know, do something uh, on a computer to kind of step up your game, I highly recommend Affinity Designer, and that's going to be my pick of the week. <laughs> All right. It's Maybe I not going away. I fudged it up. I did that one. My bad. Also, my if bad. Uh, any of the people that work there uh, want to sponsor us, we are very open to that. We like money. <laughs> we do like money here <laughs> at designer. Short and Spooky. Holla at, um, holla at your folks. Gross. Yeah, so um, uh, I don't know if we've yet said the name of the episode, but um, this is an episode of Amazing Stories. She did. Okay, well, I don't know if it's going to be... Kay Rizzle picked this episode. Kay That's Rizzle? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. New one. <laughs> yeah. This episode's called uh, Without Diana. Season two, episode 19 of Amazing Stories. That's right. And uh, why don't you explain why you chose this episode? All right. So I chose this episode because I searched for all the anthology series of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s that had the word Easter. Oh, nice. <laughs> I just did a general search and I found this episode. So that is why we're watching it. And then as we're watching it, I actually kind of like chuckled to myself because it's kind of like sentimental and heartfelt. It's and very gooey. different. It's like oh. big feelings. And I thought it was very perfect that I picked it. <laughs> right. You, I feel like, well, this is the second one you've picked, right? So far, at least that I, while I've been on. Yes, her first one was the Grell, and they're both like really heavy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a heavy girl. That's right, in all the good ways. Yes. And, okay. What? So before guys, we get, what kind of version did you guys watch? I was watching a mirrored version. I watched. I I, and I actually yeah. like watching the mirrored versions for why reason because like sometimes the the names when they're reversed like say something weird kind of I don't know. <laughs> for like, I'm curious. What? Did you did you find a little rebel copy? Guess what? I hate. Shit quality so much. I paid two dollars to watch this shit. <laughs> I, love that. I knew you were gonna do something different. Yep. Well, HD for, for those uh, for those um, fans of the podcast who uh, like to watch the episodes with us. There's also a, a free plugin for the Google Chrome browser uh, that um, mirrors all of uh, whatever you're watching. So that way it'll what? be it'll look the right way, and it's just a plugin, so you don't Ooh. have to do anything. Mm. In the future, in that there way you, you can like see. I don't mind watching crap, but this one does. Princess. Well, what I'm saying is, yeah. what if there was a funny <laughs> name like Huckleberry Fox? You wouldn't have been able to know what that funny name was because it was backwards. Uh-huh. True. So, just just a heads up. It's anyway, off. he's he's Sorry, not gonna... I was about Huckleberry be backwards. <laughs> and, uh, John's gonna not like let this point go away for a long time. Just let or you, you guys can know. pay, like I did, like a real American. Okay, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Jeff Bezos has two what more dollars this... thanks to me. <laughs> he needs them. He does. Poor thing. <laughs> he was about to like get fucking evicted from his place, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's like, from, "Oh, this big snip just did." Every dollar counts. You know, every penny counts. Really, that's right. That broke. Well, this is from 1987. Yes. Um, which means I was um, uh, a year, not even a year old. Drinking game rules. That's right. Let's uh, do some drinking game rules for this episode. Who's got them? 
What's up with you? Um, my drinking game rule is every time you feel sad. Oh, you got my only one. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> anyone else got one? Yes. Um, so I watched this episode with my mom. We so, love moms. Um, you know, hey, any, moms. anytime your mom sobs, drink. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, okay. After this, we have some, some, some things to touch on. But um, anytime someone says mommy or daddy... Which is going to be a lot. So again, mm-hmm. drink some water. Uh, be responsible. Be responsible. Um, take a big drink at when they say quicksand. Big sip. Yeah. Big sip. I thought it was a very, uh, I don't know, uh, coincidental. I guess I don't know. It yes. Was, was we, that on purpose by you? We quicksand. Were, no, we not at all. That's the Easter. Sand. But that's how much they conditioned it into us, y'all. It's everywhere we looked. We've had that that's happen crazy. so many times. We've talked about something. In the um, 80s and the 90s, quicksand was like the big threat. <laughs> I, I still am scared of it. Because we were It's right behind me. you. I ended up watching a, vi- a couple videos on YouTube with like Bear Grylls deliberately getting into quicksand and trying to escape. I don't stuff. like him. Well, oh, you know, why not? Because he's good looking. No, yeah, he's the same reason why he hates you. I'm you a survivor man. man. I'm a survivor man guy. That's why you like me. Survivor well, man? Yeah, survivor man is way cooler. Well, he, right. there was he no videos of himself. him being in quicksand. You don't know that? I couldn't find any on YouTube. Well, even he's, he's afraid of quicksand. He DM'd me uh, them, so. <laughs> so, um, yes, the, the, quick, the quicksand was a coincidence. My other wow. two rules that I had were anytime you see uh, kid art, which is a lot as uh-huh, well. Uh-huh. And then uh, if you see a Dr. Seuss book uh, in their home slash school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to this. Uh, if you see a Dr. Seuss book, uh, take, a, take a big drink as well, too. Those are mine that I had. All right. Well, without uh, further delay, let's get into this episode. This was an interesting episode. Yeah, um, so uh, I think, Coop, this is your first time uh, watching an Amazing Stories, correct? It is indeed. Um, do you have any thoughts on the intro? I love the cavemen. <laughs> he looks like he's telling a really cool story. They're tell- Yeah, and they're so engaged. I wanted to know, I wish there was like like some way we could know what he was saying. He probably was like, I fucking am so constipated right now, I just need to take a dump. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, the bathroom's right over there, you just go shit in the hole. In caveman talk. Which Keep is grunts time. and hoots and hollers. If they existed. No, they are engaged that there's a narrative. There's something interesting and intelligent He's going on there. So one uh mammoth come. Mammoth. Yeah. Rag. I take spear. Spear. I throw spear. Kill. I kill. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> there it is. That's our there Explode. it is. We are the caveman story. We are. Yeah, this is a, a cool intro. I think uh, what's great about the caveman part is it's like it starts off as like the first primal like storytelling thing, and then as it goes through all the little segments, then it's the same storytelling thing, but it's on a television set to being like, here is how people digest stories now. And then it goes to computers, mm-hmm. and then it goes to space, and then it goes to CGI knights and playing cards. There's a lot of the, weird the, things the, that are in it, but the knights, but they're all amazing and they're <laughs> what, all stories. What did you think of the knights uh <laughs> it's fighting ludicrous. moves? It's so it, Was he fight? It looked like he was doing the robot. <laughs> <laughs> like PlayStation 1 and then it's like graphics dancing Star knight. Fox fighter so flying stupid. off. Yeah. But but I, I like that about it. It it's, it shows how it's like this show this uh, series is going to it covers such a broad um, area of, of, of different time periods and topics. I, I like that about it. 
Mm-hmm. And I also like the, the the music to it too. And it, then it cuts to that family, and they're sitting very close to the TV. The music was very cinematic, right? Kind of like uh, Spielberg. Oh yeah. Well, he's not a composer though, is he? No, but he has like a that energy to him. He yeah. has a vibe. Yeah. Great. So uh, the way this episode starts is uh, there's an idyllic uh, Easter picnic. Um, there's kids flying kites, there's pastoral fields, fishing off a covered bridge, and I was like, is this the intro to Tales from the Dark Side before it got dark? Because mm-hmm. it's all the same, yeah. like, really saccharine sweet. Some mm-hmm. 50s music, too. Uh, some 40s music. 40s music, I'm sorry. To be fair, um, I wrote 50s vibe, and then I saw the well, thing because that said that, that, that whole generation kind of, like, blended into the next one, too. Late 40s Early to mid fifties. I have some hot takes on post war put up soon. But. Well, yeah. So there's a scene where there's a bunch of uh, we're at a Girl Scout picnic. The Girl Scouts are uh, hanging out. They're having an Easter uh, celebration. They're doing a like a Easter egg hunt, and uh, th- there's a couple Girl Scouts painting the bottom of a boat. What uh, the hell was that about? It was very odd. I like, maybe they're sealing the... it or something. They wrote no. 1946 on it. Oh. like Girl Scout like. <laughs> picnic thing because you know everyone's huh. gonna see uh what she spray painted on something on the bottom of a boat well maybe she wants to tell the fish well it says on the <laughs> boat it says uh 1946 father daughter easter sprites troop 416 so they're instead of Whoa. like the brownies or the girl scouts they're the sprites and uh kiri yes you were a girl scout weren't you yes i was a girl scout in fact i love girl scout so much we've got us a box of girl scout cookies in front of us on the table right here we got some samoas yeah. A.K.A. Yeah. Caramel Delights, if you're from the southern region like I was as a Girl Scout. Caramel Delights. Mm-hmm. Pl- play, her, uh, play her music right there. Eerie Kiri. Hey there, sugar. Classy. Talk a lot of shit like I got a big dick. Damn it, I'm so angry. I can't even come up with a sexy innuendo. I'm a all right and that's her yeah there we go uh so uh was your easter father daughter celebrations just like this yeah i remember one where we had an egg hunt and there were these specialty eggs that were like spray painted um and they had different numbers in them that you get into a drawing and you'd win like a big prize Mm. and i remember like i saw one in the distance and i sprinted for it but another girl on the other side of the field she sprinted at the same time and we like collided in front of the egg so like the egg like it was plastic eggs it broke right so it's got the two plastic pieces and it has like the paper inside of it for the drawing And my little dumb kid ass is like, oh, well, the egg's broken. Oh, well. And I go run off and grab other ones. And my parents are both yelling at me like, go get the egg. Go get it. Go get the paper. Go back. Go back. And I just, you know, was dumb little kid um, that I think back to that still to this day. And like there was like a boom box. There were like some pretty sweet prizes. You and wake up in a cold sweat. Like, I, I, dude, I'm 34. It's probably, you know, like 25 years later. And I'm still like, damn, why didn't I grab that freaking egg? I mean, imagine how your life would be now if you grabbed that <laughs> Who knows what I would have done with that boombox? Who knows who I could have been? Right back to my pick of the week. How, long, that how long were you in uh, Girl Scouts? Um, let's see. I did, did Girl Scouts for at least three, maybe four years. Did you have my any like, merit leader. badges? Oh, yeah, definitely. We did camp every year, um, and you had to like sell things. And um, uh, we did a play that we put on, uh, crafting things, sewing, just, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Man. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good time. It was. It really was. And my mom was really into it. She was like our leader and Ooh. coordinated it. And my friends would like stay the night. We'd have like our team meeting and then 
sleepover. So it was nostalgic in a moment, in a way you yeah. were able to watch this and be like, oh, I can relate. Well, in a way that, you know, like I was just telling you earlier, I bought seven Girl Scout boxes of Girl Scout cookies <laughs> this year. And yes, they're tasty, but really it's because like when you've been to that experience, you just have a really extra. You want to support the, mm-hmm. uh. Like, I didn't want these cookies. I guess I'll eat them. I, <laughs> I mean, just... they're scrumptious as fuck. Mm. But... F- favorite girls? Uh, what, what are your guys' favorite cookies from the Girl Scouts? Sorry, Smos. 150 calories for two cookies. Now that's a lot. Your face is a lot. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, what, what? What are yours ones? Thin mints is my Smos. Mind. These ones right here. Um, what are the peanut one? The peanut butter. Two. Peanut butter patties and peanut butter sandwiches. Are they chocolate covered or not? The, the ones at the peanut butter center. But are they, they have chocolate over it or no? Chocolate over it. Then they're tagalongs. Yes, tag-alongs. peanut butter patties. Yeah, winner. one of those regional winner, names. Winner, winner, chicken. Are they tagalongs? That's my mom's favorite one too. In the south, they're they're well, they're either peppermint patty, peanut butter patties or tagalongs here, and whatever the opposite is is in the and south. And they have nothing to do with tagalog, the Filipino language. No, okay. <laughs> no. Um, no. So <laughs> anyway, um, we we fade into uh, this girl. She's feeding the ducks, mm-hmm. Diana, and we see what might be her dad and mom uh, looking at her and he's like, oh, she... Dude, okay, hot take. I don't think he's her dad. What, he's is that? Her dad. what do you mean by that? Oh, because he's away at war. No. And even before then, I don't think he's her dad. He said <laughs> he barely recognized you. That means he's seen her before. And I just, she and remembered... Used to sing the- the but song. but the yeah. Budweiser we'll song together. No, no, no. I, okay, I, I will. I will finish this thought later. Once we we go through okay. more of the episode. Okay. So fake dads, fake ears, fake Tom's. Everything's fake in Tom's it's world. Fake. And and uh, there's an announcer saying like, we got some special lemonade. Fresh lemonade. Lemon. Special. Special lemonade because he came in it. <laughs> oh, I was hoping it had like some CBD or something. I was thinking that. more of like, what's that really famous thing where all the people drank the fucking Kool-Aid? Oh, uh, the, cyanide? Uh, no, no, the massacre. Yeah. Oh, Jonestown? Yeah. Jonestown, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. This, this was just Flavoring. so weird to me. But the way, okay, oh, I have so much I want to talk about. But anyway, he's this guy who's coming back from the war. It's 1946. Uh, he's not seen his daughter in a very long time. She kind of doesn't remember him, and she has no feelings toward him, basically. Well, for reference, the U.S. involvement in World War II was 1941 to 1945. Mm. And she looks how old? Five or six? Oh, I'd say I, older oh, than I that. I thought she was like nine. Yeah, really? She was like, I think she was, that eight, would make I think she was eight years old. I'm not good eight, at judging okay. the eight age works. of children. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a clip. Can I make that clip? into a drop? <laughs> we not have that in a clip? <laughs> I'm not. Why? Should I be? Uh, also, only white people at this place, too. <laughs> I mean, well, it's you know, the 50s. It was 46. What do you um, or but, 40s, but, rather. Uh, yeah, Sorry. but so, so we meet Diana, like I said, and she's again feeding ducks. Uh, so we get our, you know, the main character of our episode, sort of. Um, I would say the main focus for sure. Main focus. That that's a better way of putting it. Thank you. Mm. Um, again, I don't think this the dad is the real father. I don't. Um, <laughs> the dad's a hero. And he so the mom is like sitting with him, and Diana's like, "Can I have some more bread to feed the ducks?" And she's like, "No, that's all the bread. I have to go set up the egg hunt. You can go walk around the lake with your dad." And she's not having it. Yeah, and so she has a strained relationship with her father, who she doesn't know very well. He's pretty much just existed in, like, photos and stuff like that for her. Um, and he talks to her about, uh, he's like, I know you don't understand war, 
But war is like something that I had to be a part of. It was such a strange conversation. I, I don't know. This whole thing felt so like forced and awkward. Well, well so, no, I wouldn't say forced, but I would definitely say awkward. But the, mm-hmm. that's also how it should be. How did you feel like he, his approach to her as like someone returning from these kind mm-hmm. of things? Like, how did he, was he doing what you would acute to a, a an appropriate job? I wouldn't say appropriate, but I would say that's what you would expect. An attempt? That's why you need interventions. That's why you would need support to be able to attach. Like, that's exactly what it looks like without attachment. Yeah, no, I actually was looking forward, after watching this episode a couple days ago, I was really looking forward to actually asking you about that as someone yourself who was a military daughter. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, it's interesting, and she's very cold to him, and Mm -hmm. she is... Which is a way of protecting the self. I mean, right? You feel like a stranger, I'll not attached to you. I also suspect that she may be a Nazi apologist. <laughs> and she resents her father for his part in toppling the Nazi regime. I like Am that. I you know, yeah. She's a Nazi youth. Why not? You know. She could be. Birth of a nation well, shit. And dad doesn't seem too stoked about uh, having to take her like on a walk around the lake. He's like, Ugh. Well, okay, so. It's not my kid. So yeah, he tries to uh, he tries to make amends with his daughter, but you know she's still not you know quite comfortable with him yet. With and then, what song? With who? The song, the Lavender Blue, Lavender was the song Blue. that they sang, which uh, is a very old song. Reminded me of the Ween song called Powder Blue. Oh, very good song. I'll mm. play that for you. Um, and uh, Diana, uh, she's not really feeling it. And then all of a sudden they make an announcement that uh, the Easter egg hunt has begun. And uh, well, one of the adults says that there's a very special item in one of the Easter eggs. He does that cross by heart thing, too. Mm-hmm. Did you remember that? Like, right before this happens, he does the thing where he's like, mm-hmm. doesn't say a word. He, like, crosses heart and then, like, puts his finger to his lips and then, like, points it towards her. Yeah, it was a weird move. I noted that as well. And then he sung the song, like, in her ear. He was like, I, I, I don't remember the lyrics, but it's like, you know, the lavender blue, dilly you're dilly. my queen. Dilly dilly, yeah. That was I in just... the song. It made me think of Bud Light. <laughs> right? Remember? Bud Light um, commercials? I don't know that commercial. I'm not um, taking crazy pills. But yeah, no, you're, you are absolutely right. You are a crazy Listeners. Pill. Yeah, that's right. You. Dilly dilly. Budweiser or Bud Light commercials. What are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you so, heard it. They get the play way. it. You're gonna find it. And you're gonna play it. I'll play it. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What? Um, what is that? This is a spiced honey mead wine that I have really been into lately. So bad. Dilly dilly. Right? Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the Pit of Misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of Misery! Dilly dilly! Dilly dilly! dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Bud Light, brewed to be America's favorite light lager. They get Thank the you. they get the egg hunt going, and there's a special egg that has something special inside of it, of course. And uh, of course, she's the one that uh, that finds it. And it's just like wedged in the crotch of this tree. In crotch. Yep. <laughs> and she actually does a pretty sweet jump to get it too. She jumps up and gets it, and there's this necklace. 
Yeah, there's a, a gold necklace inside of it. She puts it on. She's very enamored by it. And then uh, mom and dad look away. They like seem to be kind of like horny and like focused on each other and well, not their daughter. Like uh, you know, even though it's the father daughter day. Not to get too far ahead, but I thought this necklace was gonna have like a very big thing to play into. I have some ep- things to say about this too. Okay. Let's get to it later. But okay, the, but now we meet the uh, the villain of this episode. <laughs> The deer. The deer. Yeah. yeah, the deer is the villain of this episode. This For fucking being thing. so, like, you know, uh, I don't this know, is, spry and, you know. This is a classic alluring. thing. Exactly. This is yeah. a classic thing from a lot of, like, cartoons and TV shows where, the, like, you know, the kid chases after, like, a cute animal and then they're falling in quicksand all of a sudden. <laughs> I remember that happened to me all the time when I was a kid growing up. Deers would flutter their eyelashes at you. What do you do when you get in quicksand, Coop? You move very slowly. Yeah. That's not what Diane did, apparently. Well, yeah. So uh, the parents, mom and dad, they go, uh, wait, where's Diana? They can't find her. And then we, uh, the next thing we need to see is that it's, uh, night has fallen, and they've, hired, they've got a whole bunch of policemen and like, search people. Oh, they're these all, cops. They're carrying uh, torches, and they're like, yeah, we looked all over, but we couldn't find her, and she probably couldn't read the signs. I'm like, what sign? And like, there's some quicksand. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it you- says... Quicksand. <laughs> Dramatic pause. Dude, and the other cop who doesn't say a word is just like literally sitting there and be like looking around like I, I don't have a line. I don't even know why I'm here. I'm actually like the fucking gaffer. I don't know what's going on. We did everything we could, but uh yeah, she she probably felt some quicksand. Even we are no match for quicksand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see the parents grieving at home. Shot ends with an external shot of the house. Very sad. Right? The yeah, worst, take worst a drink. Parents feel sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have a drink. Did, did you notice like the one? Like, there's a little bit of continuity there where the tree behind the house just does not change in the slightest. Like they changed the car and a little bit of the. Outside. And there's the sign. Well, the tree like, stops tell growing. The house is aged. Well, it's yeah. also funny because the sign was for their school, mm-hmm. and then they had a big sign that said "closed" underneath yeah. it, and it's like, you know, when a school's not in session, it's closed. What? Or, you know, you can just take <laughs> down the sign. Okay, this is where we're getting into the meat of this episode, in my opinion. Meaty. I want to get some meaty going. Mama's dying. Yes, we see an elderly couple and the doctor. The woman looks near the end. But, you know, the affection between the couple, it's evident. I noticed something that I feel like I see every time. So there's a doctor making a house call. Every single time I ever see any doctor making a house call in a movie, it's in the bedroom, and then he lets himself out. Like, nobody ever sees the doctor out. And he's just like, I'll let myself out. And he's like, this guy's a <laughs> shitty doctor, too. He's like, she'll be fine. It's well, he tells good. her to lay down, and she already is. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? What you want to do is uh, not be standing up. <laughs> okay, there you go. So, I bet uh, he's not oh, even a doctor. I do, right? There's something suspect about him. It's Dr. Mm-hmm. Phil. <laughs> yeah. So the old woman asks about the day Diana disappeared, and she's talking about a book that she's writing. It's clearly very important to her. Here's what bothered me. She was like, I want to write this down. He's like, no. Oh, he cuts her off like three times in a row. I was like, let her write the thing she wants to write. She starts talking about it, and he's like, look what the children made for you. Like, he's just cutting her off. Oh, look, it's a finger painting. So I don't know if I was the only person who had this thought, but we saw the same actors, but now they're in old person makeup. And yes. this 
was made in 1987, it really, really reminded me of Back to the Future, <laughs> where they all of a sudden had these actors who are young wearing old person makeup, yeah. and also the dad's name is also George, like George McFly. Yeah, I was oh. like, is that the same actor? Like, is that Crispin Glover? <laughs> like, it yeah. seemed very reminiscent of that. Um, but yeah, they're they're working on a book, um, and uh, on her deathbed, mom says uh, her hope for finding Diana, their daughter, is finally waning. It's like after forty years, I'm finally give I'm finally giving up on hoping that she'll someday walk through the door. Well, he also, I'm sorry, she also at one point is like, "Do you remember the day after uh, our daughter disappeared?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course I would remember that." Mm-hmm. Like, no, I forgot about that. Sorry, this guy apparently. He's like, what, 73 or something like that in this point? Mm, he's 77. He's, he's eight, right? He said how old he is. But he's, in the opening segment, he is clearly like fucking 50 years old. <laughs> like, he is yeah. not young looking. No. Like, he's a couple of years older than me. And this guy, is, there's no way he's like in his like mid 30s. 77 and... minus 40. I, I thought, thought he was 35. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. seemed age appropriate. He did look older to me too, and I did pay two dollars and watch it in high definition. <laughs> but do you think and he that... had wrinkles? Thank you. Got a handshake. He was wrinkly, and his voice is weird. Can we agree on that? <laughs> I didn't pick up on. I can't the impersonate weird voice. it, but he's got like a old. I know that you're really voice. good at impersonating uh, children. Did you have uh, any lines you wanted to? Uh... For her? Yeah. No, because she doesn't him. say enough. Him? No, no, I can't. Okay. I'm not going there. All right. Even I have. Um, so My th- this doctor, he cuts a check for... No, that's a prescription. Well, it's like, this should make her feel better, right? Well, he's not going to cut her a check and <laughs> make her feel better. It's a prescription. No, he It'll literally says better. No, he says that. He's yeah, like, it's a prescription, Tom, you think fool. about it. But I'm saying, like, and then, and, and the, uh, he's he, writing her a Tom, check for no, think about he, it. He, he puts it in his front pocket. He's like, yeah, she's not getting it's that. It's a shit. prescription. No, it's it's a check. Why? <laughs> you got to be kidding the me. The doctor Do is really writing her that? a check to pay her money. I don't know. Maybe this. What guy planet like, are you from? Where the doctor this gives guy you money? This no. guy was from the insurance company. <laughs> no, he's a doctor. <laughs> no, he's from the insurance company. You're fucking with us. I'm not. I'm not gaslighting. Yes, you're trolling. I'm not you're trolling. You're a troll. I'm not trolling. I don't believe you. Okay, okay, okay. Let me get this straight. The doctor comes, makes a house call. Yep. He checks on his patient. Mm-hmm. Yep. He gets his checkbook out. Oh, by the way, we don't know if he's a doctor because he's, he's like... He's a do- What else would he be doing there? Because he's like, oh, she'll be fine in the morning. She dies fucking like... No, he that's- says he'll check on her in the morning. Yeah, when she's She dies dead. like fucking 15 minutes later. But in your mind, the doctor comes to your house and writes you a check for money. The doctor comes and gives you money. That's a check. You just said a check. Who's coming to my house oh, and writing me a check? Oh, I'll check on her in the morning as in I'll come and write her another <laughs> check. He, he did a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. <laughs> And uh, I, I thought this whole scene was kind of funny. And then we get into the part of the episode, which I actually really, really liked. Um, you had a turn turning point here? Mm-hmm. This is my turning point. And, okay. you know, he's, you know, his wife's clearly passing away. Mm-hmm. He's just cut, cut the check to fucking take all her money. <laughs> it's not a check. It's a check. Um, it's and, a morphine prescription, fool. Well, yeah. he's even more excited about that. I'd take that, that over a check any day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so, so yeah, uh, there's a, you know, knocking at the door and I have a screenshot on my phone that I really want to show you guys. Cause he like kind of nods off when he's like sitting on the chair next to her bed. And there's a really great scene right before she starts knocking where he looks just like out of his mind. I'll show it to you during their, <laughs> I break. remember that scene. 
And uh, I, I, right before uh, Cooper uh, picked me up, I, have a, I took a great screenshot of it. But um, someone starts knocking at the door, and he goes over, and it's uh, little Diana. She's back, um, and she looks exactly the way she did on the day that she disappeared. Same outfit and everything. That's right, and um, she comes in, and this is, I think, we, we were uh, just kind of mentioned it off air, but she comes in, and she's like, hey, Dad, it's me. And then she's like, oh, there's <laughs> there's uh, Raggedy Ann. Like, she's more excited yeah. to see her doll than she is to see her dad. But she but, was being sweet to him, yeah, well, which that, she that, wasn't that, before. That's the point I want to make, is that, um, you, like, she's like, I'm sorry how I treated you that day. Yeah. Like, I, I always loved you, and it's clear that, you know, she was just was suffering from not having a father around and put, put that on him, which is understandable on both sides. She got over her political ideologies that she had. See, and for me, then. I thought it was his projection of what his daughter would be. So he's trying to cope with his daughter, his wife's, his beloved wife's imminent death. And part of him coping with his wife's imminent death is him having this like hallucination. Mm. And what I was thinking was that once, if she really did die, that she's able to observe his life and his actions in context and is able to step outside of her narrow perspective and kind of be like, oh wait, this is who he was when I was too young to make memories, and this is who he was after I died. Mm -hmm. So I guess there's multiple different ways to, to analyze and this. And that's kind of cool, too, if you think about it. you know, I feel like all the amazing stories, they kind of give us a sense of like wonder or like you know imagination. They're yeah. all amazing. Well, yeah. um, she hugs him, and she sings the Dilly Dilly song, that which was is a Bud The Lavender fucking... Blue song. Which is a song that's coming back from, like, it's from, like, the 1700s. Did you get choked up? Really? I, 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 that relates to my executive order, which is going to be coming later. I got choked up a couple times during this episode. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. Let's just say your executive order. No, no, no. no. We're going to wait till the Wait, end. but let me tell you this. Okay, so this is the first amazing stories I've ever seen. Right. Was um, it amazing? It was amazing. And most of the episodes I've watched with you guys is what, like uh, Goosebumps or Freddy's, Freddy's Nightmares, Tales, the Tales from the Crypt, garbage. So I was on edge. I was like, and in my head, here's what I was thinking. And let me know if you guys had a similar thought. When she was hugging him, I was like, oh shit, this little bitch, she got lost in the woods by the shapeshifter deer or whatever the the the, the antagonist of yeah the show. she got fucking turned into a little vampire like what's her name from uh <laughs> interview from with the interview vampire, the vampire. Andrew and that's the why vampire? she's andrew the vampire <laughs> interview with the okay. vampire that's, that was the kid show welcome back to andrew the vampire <laughs> Can't be a vampire. Right after Arthur, Andrew. we got Andrew the vampire. No, no, no. On. Listen, you son of a bitch. She <laughs> she got bit by a vampire, right? That's why she's the same age. And she comes back. And she, my thought was like, okay, she came back because she's like, oh shit, my parent, my mom's about to die. I want to have my parents still, so I'm gonna turn both of them into vampos too. That would have been a great story. What, when she was hugging him and she looked at the camera, I was anticipating that classic, you know, the classic scene. The bite. Yeah, it's in many vampire movies where someone's hugging someone and it shows the vampire's face in the back. Yes, and they go, and the teeth come out and she bites him. I was 100% expecting that. Matter of fact, I even wrote, she is a vampire, question mark. <laughs> and I was disappointed. Well, yeah, she, she definitely she's shows not. up and... Uh, the fact that she hasn't aged is definitely a big question mark. It makes you think she's a vampire. 
Um, what else could she be? A hallucination, like I said, or a spirit, like John a said. Ghost? We have ideas. Well, so yeah. So yeah. Diana comes in, and uh, uh, the dad leads her up to the mom's room because uh, he's he's like, you know, we've been waiting for this for forty years. So he yeah. goes and brings her in there. Diana um, goes up and uh, and does she, magic. Well, she goes into her, her bedroom. Yes, and she's like. Look at all these toys. Like, did you have kids after me? So she clearly knows that, like, she's been gone for uh, 40 years. Well, she, yeah, which she, also means that he was 50 years old and he couldn't have any kids after that. <laughs> You're on it. I think it's the. I disagree with you, well, but the, I like how on it you are. He, he explains that he they run a school for children, but the only Wait. things that this school has is art supplies. And toys. There's nothing educational about any of their school. What? That is educational things. Hey. Yeah. Whoa. Give me a high five. Liberal right. art. So also, um, this school closed clearly because uh, she's not healthy. And, and my thought was like, what? What was this? Like, are these kids just not in school? Oh, right did now? you think that was closed for good? I thought it was closed no, for the day. Yeah. yeah, it's not like no way. Uh, Fundamental. This lady. The, no, I think it's close for good for it. Yeah. So why not just take down the sign? That's well, what well, I was thinking this, too. Because I felt like it's close for the day. I thought that was nope. the humor of it. I think it's close. This place. She's dying. Oh, they're gonna reopen though. Yeah. Just let just let the old lady die in your school, and then we'll go back there in a couple. There's days. more work to be done. Yeah. Because they don't like the kids' cubbies and they. Then, okay. They didn't know she was gonna die when she got sick, so they put up the closed sign, and they're hoping for the best. And she happens to die. It does. They don't they tear down the signs. I mean, that's probably the last thing on their mind right now. So you think that these kids' cubbies are all empty, and this is the first day that these kids have not been at school? No, it's probably been a couple weeks. What are these kids doing for school? They're, Nothing. It's, it's not daycare. an educational school. It's, it's a rip-off. daycare. No, it says daycare. Does it not say daycare? On the outside? I don't know. I didn't pay $2 for it. I was going to say, if anyone knew, it would be you. <laughs> I watched it uh, with the mirrored screen. Pretty I didn't, sure it I said, didn't say daycare. It definitely said preschool, daycare, child okay. care, something like that. I'll <laughs> take your word for it's it. It's not a fucking school, like a state well, they public were, they school. They were writing like sweet notes. I couldn't write fucking yeah, it's notes. It's a daycare, or it's a private school at the very least. Like uh, an after school program, but like it's for like little kids. There's yeah, definitely, they're it's under for like little six. kids. It's like an yeah. after school. Can I also ask you, preschool what shit. was this book about? Okay. We're going to get there. Yeah, don't blow your load yet. I'm not just, I don't, like, you know, but they talk about it early in the episode. Think about baseball and All let's right. keep going. Okay, so we <laughs> got, <laughs> we got, uh, Diana goes up with her dad into the room, and then they this try to wake sweet. up. They try to wake up mom, but she doesn't wake up. And this is the mm. moment when mom does a great job at the fake dead body. Uh, <laughs> dad comes up and he like tries to rouse her, and she doesn't. And then once it kind of hits home that she's passed away before she had this moment of being able to, you know, have this reconciliation with her daughter, um, we come to find out that that's. Probably the main reason why Diane is there. Um, she touches her mom's hand, and I all love, of a sudden her mom becomes young. I love but she also does a wave. Well, and this further established vampire powers. <laughs> uh, well, I love how. Oh, sorry, keep going. Oh, I was just thinking. I have a note here. It says, "Guys, I did not know this would be so heavy and emotional." Exclamation <laughs> mark. You chose it. I did, but I didn't but, know. Um, before, before she. So she, again, a reason why she's not uh, his daughter is like he she shows up and it's kind of emotional it's very sweet and then she's like i came here to see mommy 
Like she again, did say that. Well, she's like, dying. Kind of yeah. but also but, but, at the beginning of the episode, like when she gets lost, she doesn't say mom and no, dad. No, she's she yelling, just mommy, says mom that because this is my, that's but her, that's her attachment figure. Her dad's exactly. been deployed. That makes but, but, sense. But that, that it would have been weird if she dad. said dad. Male it's her dad. No. I wish the mailman would have showed it up and had the same haircut. What's the guy version? Her. What's the point? From him. What's the point of having an episode about a guy who's pretending to be a dad? I don't know. That's Spielberg. He's the brainiac behind this whole operation. But yeah, so she. She again. She says she's there to see mommy, but then the first thing she does, she goes to her bedroom and is like, "Well, first she goes to her doll." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ra- uh, what's her? Raggedy Ann. Raggedy Ann. And she's like, "No, nah, okay, now go see mommy." Oh, sorry, mommy's dead. And dad picks her up and gives her a hug, and, and she does a great job of looking like a raggedy mom, basically like a dead mom. <laughs> raggedy mom. And, yeah, uh, it's sad. I got a little choked. Oh up my god! I said, Did, I, I said, no, not no, not yet, no. This was uh, this was great. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, so um, mom kicked the bucket, and uh, 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 Diana makes her young, and all of a sudden he, she's oh. holding her uh, younger mom's uh, hand, and she kind of looks. They're the way in the she doorway. Did. Yeah, she looks the way she did on the day of the Easter father-daughter, you know, the mm-hmm. celebration thing. And uh, Diana says something. It's my favorite line of the episode where she says, it never ends. It changes, but it never ends. And I was like, okay, I like that. It's pretty That's deep. the only quote I put from the episode, too. It's a yeah. great quote, right? It was right? great, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Dad wants to go with her. He's like, why can't I come with you? And the mom's like, because you need to finish the book. And... The first time I watched this, I didn't see the part where they were talking about them writing a book. I was like, what? He needs to like, finish like a John Grisham book before he dies. <laughs> like, I never finished the end. He's, He's like shaking her like, what's the twist at the end? Tom Clancy book. He yeah. Finished. So yeah, um, uh, the dad you know, concedes. He's like, okay, um, Diana and the mom disappear. And uh, the camera kind of drifts off amongst other items that are in the room. And we see that the book that they've been writing is called... Without Diana. Mm-hmm. Um, again, gotta love the titty line. Oh, yeah. And what's on the book, John? Uh, it's the necklace Tits. that yeah. she had found Come. in uh, the, the Easter egg at <laughs> that's the beginning. Right. On the tree. But, and, that, and that's the way this episode ends. But I have some thoughts about this necklace, which oh. is basically... Cursed. What is the point of it? Like, he never saw his daughter in it. He has no emotional attachment to it. She had it for mere minutes before she fell in some quicksand. I think it was actually a curse. Mm. Like, like, like the the second she gets it, um, she she sees this fucking Bambi running in the mm. woods, and then goes after it, and then she fucking gets lost and falls into some fucking quicksand. Which all of us around here we know you don't want to mess with quicksand. Mm-mm. I feel like I'm looking at quicksand right so, now. So don't look so, at the quicksand. Uh, so who put that curse? <laughs> Who put that cursed necklace Th- there? That's the whole thing. Is I, uh, I, I the feel vampires. like there's a cool backstory here where you'd be like, oh, this necklace... Because she makes a point, like like you said, about being like, there's a very special gift. Uh-huh. And like, and, and of course, her daughter's the one that finds it. She was the sacrifice. Oh, you think so? Yeah. You just wow. want it to be dark, man. It is dark. Um, <laughs> a little girl's dead. So let's do our... Creepy horse. Okay, so uh, before we all get into our respective creepy crawler score, um, Tom had a great idea to implement a new grading bonus. Uh, so you know, we already have the sideburn bonus uh, for point two five zero, and also the cut. 
haircut bonus for 0 0.250, Tom had an idea to do a cry bonus or subtract. So basically, if an episode of an anthology show that we watch makes you cry, you can add or subtract a point. If it's a sad cry, you can deduct. If it's a happy cry, you can add. So that means that there's a whole new uh, variable in the uh, creepy crawler grading scoring. So that may affect uh, Indeed. our respective scores. So um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. Um, I it, the, my first watch of this show, this episode was uh, it was very like quizzical about how it was going to pan out. Um, again, not he's not the father of the child, um, <laughs> and but I still related to him somehow. He really wanted to be a part of this girl's life, and you could tell that she had this very strong connection to her mom. And I also really liked um, the the transition from pre-death because she obviously died in the swamp she went to quicksand and she was obviously not moving slow another one of countless victims quicksand mm -hmm. take a drink also again quicksand um take a drink if you or someone you know has been affected by quicksand mm -hmm. yeah um <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but uh, uh i the first two thirds of the episode were like just like such a slog and kind of like man I don't really know. Um, the the story in itself was very very touching at the end. Like um, it was both heartwarming and heart wrenching at the same time. I mean, this guy spent forty years um, mourning. Him and his wife spent forty years mourning their their one daughter, and and then they put that onto having this school where they're teaching kids and using that as their outlet for their uh, their loss. And it's really touching. And when she shows back up at the door, and I believe that she shows up right at the moment when the wife dies. I think she is um, the person transitioning her to the afterlife. Part of the reason I believe that is because she doesn't, and like she says, I want to see mommy, which again is kind of a dick move. She's like, I came here to see mommy. And she's like, and dad's like, oh, you know, when he goes and uh, he sees the wife at the front door, that fucking gutted me. I, I legit cried watching this episode. I thought it was so sweet. And like, I'm not religious at all or anything like that, but I just thought it was so sweet when, you know, because he wanted to go with them and she, you know, the both of them were like, we'll come back for you when you're ready. So that really made me feel happy that they will be reunited sometime. You know, like he'll he'll be able to get his full family back again together. And, and uh, I don't know, this this one was so different from what we do normally. There was no, besides the afterlife kind of element, there was nothing really like spooky or anything about it. But it, it really hit me close to home as someone who's lost people like, it made me happy. I think this is one that Spielberg and them just knocked out of the park, even though it's kind of a whatever episode for the first two thirds. I don't know. For me personally, this was a fucking knockout, and and it's getting a it's getting a one point boost because it made me cry. So this is going from a seven point five to an eight point five. So it was a that was a good cry bonus. Good cry bonus. All right, whatever. I'm gonna go fucking <laughs> jump in the lagoon. I wouldn't recommend it. It's drained right you sound now. Sound like a big pussy, Tom. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm cool with that, dude. All right, who uh, who wants to go next? Oh, uh. all right. I will. Um, so yeah, this uh, podcast is called Short and Spooky. You know, uh, we do a lot of uh, horror and science fiction because uh, that's the majority of anthology series from this age. 
but this show is called Amazing Stories, and you just kind of have to look at it in a different light. Yes, it is about a supernatural event of, you know, having a, a, a lost loved one come back to life to kind of, you know, usher you into the next, you know, phase of, you know, uh, the afterlife. And it was kind of a different tone than we usually tackle at this on, on this podcast, but it is amazing, and it does have some supernatural parts to it, you know. Um, I always am a sucker for a period piece. Like, I liked his old-school uniform and stuff like that and kind of, like, the nostalgia for, like, the old, you know, late 40s, 50s kind of vibe with the old cars and stuff. Um, I wasn't terribly moved by um, the acting. Uh, just personally, I didn't quite... Um, it didn't, it didn't give me in that sense. Um, but it did raise a lot of interesting questions that, um, I am interested in as far as, you know, the nature of reality and life and death and what happens after you die. Um, it's something that we really haven't tackled yet on the podcast. So I appreciated that it had a new element to it. Um, so would I show this to somebody I mean, I don't, if I wanted to show someone an amazing stories, I might choose a different one. Like I really like that John Cryer one where like he, it's like a weird science. That one's a lot of fun or miss uh, stardust with uh, weird owl. That one's a yeah. lot of fun too. Um, or 20 inch sun. That one's a great one too. That was a yeah, There's that a was lot lovely. of, there, I think that's the thing is that however much I like this episode, I, I think that there are stronger amazing stories episodes. So, um, I probably wouldn't show it to somebody um, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I guess I'll just give it an even five. Um, even five creepy crawlers from, uh, Johnny Junk. What? How many? Five. All right. Who's going to go next? I'll go if you want. No, Kiri, you go. All right. So thinking about my score, um, you know, I always base it with what I show it to somebody else, just that five. I would not, um, it was sweet. It was nice. I did enjoy it. So it got a four for me for that, just for, you know, enjoyment sake of it all. Um, it does get an extra point because I cried. So it gets five creepy crawlers. All right. Are you going to give it a, anything? Con Cause you said you showed it to your mom and we love moms around here. I did here. show it to my mom. Yeah. Does her crying give it an extra? I did. Yeah. So okay. It's got five instead of four. Oh, I was going to but you didn't cry. I mean, no. Okay. That's fair. So we got uh, another five. Uh, Big Sniff. Oh, yeah. Um, so I gave it actually pretty high rating. Cool. Uh, I gave it an eight out of ten. I agree with Tom. I found it very, uh, very, very emotional. Yeah, yeah, I did get a little choked up, a little farklempt, as they say. Um, That's Yiddish. It is, I believe. And the acting, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, even the little girl was pretty solid. Um, the prosthetic makeup looked a little weird, but it didn't look super stupid. They didn't look like the, the clumps or anything like that. Is that Which is that? ironic because the, the Nutty <laughs> Professor came out like yeah. 15 years later. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But no, it looked pretty good. And um, yeah, I recommend it if you feel like being a little sad. I don't give it, I would say I, the only reason I would knock it down a couple points is because uh, I was kind of hoping there'd be like a dusk till dawn uh, <laughs> moment. You wanted those vampires. Because vampire I was expecting vampires. You wanted them. But it was still really nice and it was good. And it was not super spooky, but you know, there was kind of ghostly elements involved and there was quicksand, which is really scary and 
a really important thing. Scariest part of this whole episode. Yeah, and it's and that's the one thing I don't want to joke about is quicksand. <laughs> because we should all be it's like a serious seriously. problem. It is, and I don't want any of the listeners to think that we don't take quicksand seriously because we do. Educate yourself, people. Yeah, be smart, move slowly, don't panic, and you can escape quicksand. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, no, it was good. So yeah, eight out of ten. Oh, and then as far as the uh, crying point, mm. I didn't like sob, but yeah, I got teared up. I got that, choked that's up. That's a one. That's a point. All right, so it's nine out of ten. No, yeah. come on, wow. you gotta yes. be kidding me. It was you good. Be yes. It was wow. good. Don't let them. I'm not letting you. them. I'm so you're gonna them. tell me this episode got a higher score than every other episode you have ever watched Don't, with us on hey, this podcast? Cooper, Cooper, look, Cooper, look me in the eyes. Yes. Don't listen to them. Well, that's what I'm not doing. I'm not listening to them. Oh, it was really good. Do you like yeah. this better than uh, this Tales is the, the only Joe episode that it made that him made cry me up. feel feelings? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. A, so the thing I I don't want to jump. So just say you're you're what you're. All right, and that's gonna do it for this episode of Short and Spooky. Um, we want to thank all of our listeners for listening. Um, do you guys have anything you guys want to leave them with today? Yeah, we do. We have to have a little talk. Okay. Remember, we were talking about a word? Well, I did have an idea that um, since this episode kind of tackles something that we haven't traditionally talked about on this episode, that maybe we could explore this. It is a little weird and a little deep, um, but uh, this kind of tackles the idea of what you think happens after you die, and that's something that, you know, it's kind of a, a you know... A subject, deep subject, yeah. you know, but it might be a fun thing to explore. And I can always cut this, but <laughs> it depends. I mean, if it's let's a, give it a shot. All right, but maybe we'll keep it short and sweet, huh? Spooky. And Who spooky. wants to go first then? You know, I always think about it as far as like what I can't understand, and so to me, the concept of what happens afterwards, my stupid, feeble. This space brain could never understand it, whether it's space, whether it's a redo of life, um, like these little ducklings running across the water right now, all cute and little. Um, I know, right? There's all kinds of, who knows? Who knows what happens afterwards? Um, I just feel a very strong certainty that there is something that's like supposed to be better or an improvement or, I don't know truer or higher self whatever it is but it's some sort of a journey and there's some sort of a meaning purpose benefit to it all well one of the things like like we already said is the um it never ends it just changes yeah i i that resonated with me me too Mm -hmm. so john what are your beliefs um i uh well okay so i kind of feel like uh when you die that there is definitely you know, your spirit or energy or whatever the hell it is persists. And I kind of feel like it's going to, like, when you wake up from a dream and, like, when you're into the dream, it's like, this is all real. This is, like, what I'm basing everything on. And then when you wake up, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm me, and I was just having this experience. And I feel like, you know, if uh, there really is an eternity that exists outside of, you know, regular existence that, you know, after a certain amount of time, you know, things will get boring. You're like, why don't I go down and take a ride and see what it's like to be this type of person in this type of existence and see what that's all about. And after you die, you know, you can kind of reconnect with this like universal energy or love or whatever it is. Um, just because my, uh, my, 
opinions and thoughts about the nature of reality are heavily shaped by my psychedelic trips. You know, I wasn't really raised with religion. And I think that for most things, like it's based on the way we perceive stuff. So one of the things that Nikola Tesla said, um, you know, really ahead of his time, very uh, smart scientist guy, he says that um, everything is a vibration. If you think about it, the way that uh, molecules work, they vibrate to have different densities. The way that color and light works, the way we perceive things are just different levels of vibrations on different scales. The only thing that's eternal and persists throughout that is love and energy and that kind of thing. So I think that when a person dies, you know, you reconnect in this big cosmic pool and become part of a greater whole. Mm, I like that. That's very, very well spoken. I like so that we're all just vibing. Totally, bro. Aren't we? <laughs> no, that was very well spoken, John. That, that, that was very touching. I really like that. Uh, do I get a plus one bonus for that? <laughs> Only if it's going to your score. No, it's just uh, the score of my... Of your... Oh, so you're, you're at a one now, actually. <laughs> we're all going to rate each other. All right, what you got, homie? What you got? Answers. Um. Okay, so I was raised with a Buddhist father who's a monk, and then I had an um, Episcopalian mother, and we used to go to Catholic school. And I always had questions about things about it when I never really fully believed. But I always believed that there's an energy that is inside of all of us that is something that is out, hmm, out like outside of us. Like there's something that is there that... Um, you can't find by the sciences that we have right now. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in anything like that. But I do believe in the, in how do I phrase this? So what what when you talked about people, I I thought about my brother, and I've talked about this with you multiple times off the podcast about how um, my brother passed away about two and a half years ago, and he's came to me probably 15 to 20 times in my dreams. And I, I'm pretty, I'm sure it's just my body kind to trying to like tell my, my brain trying to tell me like, you know, talk to me. I think it's that because you have a lasting, um, lasting effect on someone, you never truly are passed away. And that's a good thing in my opinion. That's my stupid take. So. so All right. Stupid. And what you got Coop? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I like to subscribe to the... Judaism? Judaism. <laughs> and I would like to talk to you guys all about <laughs> Yahweh <laughs> and Moses. And Palestine. And Palestine. No, we're not going there. Uh, I don't know. I believe in... Uh, I don't know what I believe in. I don't really believe in anything. But I believe there's something going on. I don't think it's all an accident. You know what I mean? It, it's, two, it's, it's one of two things, in my opinion. It's either like the flat circle kind of deal where you die and then you're what? No, I'm saying that's number one. Number one, you die and then you pick up somewhere else in this sphere of time that exists in our universe. So like reincarnation. Yeah, but not like not like in the current year, like you die. It's like kind of like a uh, what was that show where the guy's warping to different uh, lost? No, no, it's one guy. It's from the 80s. Uh, Quantum Leap. Yeah, Quantum Leap. It's kind of like that, where you die, and then you're born in, like, the 1600s as a spinach farmer or or something like that. (laughs) 
It's that? Oh, to be as fit as forever the or, 1600s. I mean, I dream of that, and I hope that's my next life. I would be there with you. You'll be my wife. <laughs> or it's... Uh, Timothy. Or a- this is an alien uh, <gasps> simulation. Don't talk about people like that. And Tom is the puppet master. A resident lizard king. Yes, and... Um, yeah, I don't know. That's what I got to say about that. Wow, it's very enlightening. I feel like I have actually, uh, I'm not, no, you know, all jokes aside, I feel like hey, I uh, have a better perspective on all of this. How right do you now. guys, uh, to bring up something that Cooper brought up, um, how do you guys feel about like reincarnation? Well, according it. to the Tibetan Book of the Dead, it takes exactly, what, 37 or 40, I think it's 47 days for a soul to, to be reincarnated to the next soul, which... I don't know if it's coincidental or not, but it takes exactly 47 days after gestation for the body to produce this gland in your head called the pineal gland, which he would is, know about this. It produces DMT when you're born, when you die, and when mm. in extremely traumatic events in small trace amounts when you dream. So some people have theorized that the pineal gland, pineal gland, uh, facilitates the soul's pineal entrance gland. into the body. Is it? Possible that the, the prostate gland has to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Why not? Accomplish <laughs> your hopes and dreams, Coop. Um, no, but, I've heard of that too. With your third re- eye, right? That's what they say. Yeah. A lot of people are like, well, maybe this whole perception of reality is just a DMT trip as I'm dying. Or like maybe there's there's a lot of things. It's but, a spirit molecule. It uh, is a spirit molecule. I'm telling you, a lot of people who think they were abducted by aliens just fell off their tractor, hit their head, and then experienced others was just uh, a DMT trip. Do you guys ever think you've been uh, abducted? No, but yes. I'd be open. You have? I don't know. But I have a weird <laughs> scar, and I don't know how I got it. Really? <laughs> it's your circumstances. Yeah, here, let me show you. On his back. <laughs> All right, um, well, that's some uh, that's some deep talk from the uh, Short and Spooky crew. Um, thank you for listening to Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, and actually, um, like I said, it was uh, very enlightening for me. Um, and I think for the listeners as well. So um, is there anything else you guys want to um, talk about before we hit the bricks? Um, next episode is going to be uh, Johnny Boys. That's me. And we want to give a shout out to the Irikiris, the Shorties, the Spookies, and the Big Sniffies, uh, Moms, Dads, Alameda. Um, let's give a shout out to um, dads who lost their who wasn't there actually their child but uh let's give a shout out to them surrogate dad shout out to grieving father happy easter i hope you eat some like eggs if you want or some like chocolate if you want or like just do whatever you want you know enjoy your day go nuts yeah yeah have that eat some eggs Mm -hmm. um if you want to reach out to us we're at uh short and spooky at gmail.com and we are also available on twitter at the short and spooky no just at short and spooky at Jordan Spooky. Yeah, I mean, either way, you could probably find us. Um, and then, uh, uh, what else <laughs> do we have to say? Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Adios. Find that devil.